0: Welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Today's message is How to Change. Now, here's Pastor Karen. Good morning again, everyone. Happy Sabbath. We are how we doing on our resolutions. Not that I'm asking you to do resolutions, but you know, we're we're in. Is it is it too late to say Happy New Year? Do people still say All right. Um hopefully, you know, if you made some changes in your life, you're you're staying with them. Um today we our topic is um, how to change. So I am actually going to show you how to change. If you have something you want out of your life, something different for your life, you come to the right place. Um, but the t- title of this series is "Break Out," because there's more to life. I mean, you've lived your life, you know, I don't care what age you're at, um, you can look at your life and you might ask yourself, have you been able to experience, accomplish what you've wanted to experience, or more important, what God wants you to experience. Um, And if you feel like the answer is no, feel like you've lived a life that you're kind of stuck in a rut, um, obviously God wants more for you, and this is a time we're going to reflect on that. So how to change, but first let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, uh, for um, bringing us here, thank you, Lord, for continually never giving up on us, um, continually working and um, motivating us and inspiring us to to want more for our lives, to have a, a greater purpose in life. And Father, as we talk about um, the things that keep us from that, help us, Lord, to 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 be inspired, to to um, to desire more for us, and that we can make the changes uh, that need to be made. Um, Just may your Holy Spirit lead us in this conversation. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The age-old question, can an Ethiopian change his skin or a leopard its spots? Neither can you do good who are accustomed to doing evil. The age-old question is, do people really change? Do people really change? A lot of us are, are cynical about it. We look at people, and they are basically the same people um, that they were throughout the life that you've known them. Um, we, I was talking about this with the young adults, and I said, well, obviously people change a little bit. At one year's old, I used to suck my thumb. I don't remember. I'm just assuming. Uh, and guess what? Now I don't. And, but I was telling them one day I was biting my nails like this, walking down the street, and some guy just started laughing at me. So there's a grown man sucking his thumb. I was like, well, you know. <laughs> um, but, so, but obviously there's some kind of micro changes that happen in people's lives. But the big picture, does people really change? Um, hopefully we do evolve to an extent. We become wiser and smarter on how, um, how to react to certain things. I think there's a lot of things that are... Like, I see myself as the same little boy that I was growing up in Ohio and in Montana. And I deal with some of the same patterns of... Insecurities or or things that go on and, uh, that have, have lasted throughout my whole life, or maybe how, but and sometimes I get um, I might have an anger thing going on, and and some of the stuff ultimately stays with us through our whole life. But what we do is we learn to react differently. We do grow. Like now we. Maybe at one point, if we didn 't get what we want, we cry like a baby, or we get in these temper tantrums. but now we 're you know we 're just holding it in. we want a temper tantrum, but we 'll we'll just keep it to ourselves so we 're growing right in that sense, but here, in this case they 're talking about can an Ethiopian change of skins or a leopard spots? Jeremiah is applying to this. If those are the people that are accustomed to doing evil, sin, do they, will they change? His answer is no. No. Um, The psalmist here says here, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit with me. This is the psalmist. David, let's apply it. Say this is him. He is saying, you know, um, Lord, I desire this, this, this change. I desire a new heart. For some reason, the way he was living his life wasn't working for him. And he says to the Lord, create in me a new heart. I want a new life. Please, Lord, give me a new life. The person that is talking is the psalmist or David. And who is he talking to? He's talking to God. Um, this is a very important step for change. The psalmist, David, wants to change. He's asking, Lord, create in me a new heart. The first step of change is to realize that you're not going to change unless you truly want to change. Have you ever wished someone next to you, around you, wished they would change? Oftentimes, the spouses are the classic example. I just want my person to pick up his dirty underwear. Right? I want that person to do this or do that. Have you ever desired someone, and it may be for very good things. I would want this person to not have this habit anymore. You might pray and pray and pray, and there's power in prayer, so don't stop praying for this person to change. But ultimately, they are not going to change until they want to change. Right? Until they come to the point, like the psalmist says, Lord, create in me a clean heart. They're not going to change. So, you, hoping that they change, and you talking and telling them, please change and change and change, all it's going to do is cause conflict and friction. And something we've learned in life that... Um, Negative um, reaction for change is never a is is not a positive thing. For example, I was sharing this with the young adults. Like you know that like have you ever been to a um, some kind of like at the school and there's a a crashed car with a big sign that says from Mad M A D D against mothers against drinking and driving it says look at this car this person had died in this car this is an example of why you should never drink and drive seen that they have find that, that these negative motivators do not work you know i've seen like some um like texting and driving videos that are just graphic right and you think man could you imagine if i if i i did what this person did all because i just looked at my phone for a second right and i look at that and you'll say whoa i'm never going to text again but it motivates you for maybe a day so negative motivation motivators never work um so Which leads us to a little pop psychology here. How do we truly change here? Um, First, you have to cut yourself some slack. You have to like, okay, there's a reason why you're making your habits or making these bad decisions. Don't be down on yourselves. Don't make yourself feel like you're worthless or feeling guilty because of all the bad things you do why because of what i just said negative motivators do not work as you see yourself as doing these dumb things and you're feeling bad about them these things only make it worse it doesn't help you so guess what jesus died on the cross why to forgive you, you have been forgiven, accept his forgiveness, and let 's move on from that right. Then we go to the next step is first of all, we have to identify the underlying cause i 'm going to use smoking a lot in these these um, uh, these sermons for some reason. Most people think smoking is bad for them, right? I don't know if you are struggling with smoking. I'm not trying to pick on you. But I bet you if you know someone that is smoking, you probably understand that it's not good for you, right? Right? And you still do it. And you're just like, why are you smoking? And so you think, well, okay, I'm just going to... Smoking is the issue, Right, We need to cut the smoking, but the reality is probably something deeper than that that makes you smoke. you know helps you release your stress or helps you do this, or whatever the reason, because you got some something underneath this that makes you do something that you know is bad for you or that you wished you wouldn 't be able to do, but you 're doing it anyways. Here it says identify. The underlying cause. There's something deeper than the fact that you're just smoking a cigarette. Um, three, then then deal with the real problem. Smoking is a habit that um, well, is highly addictive. And you really, willpower is not enough. You're just going to say, hey, I'm going to quit smoking and I'm going to use my willpower and I'm not going to do it anymore. And then you have a stressful situation happen. Or you, you're eating or you're doing something that reminds you, you're watching a commercial or a show that reminds you or puts you in that place. After a while, your constant way of life for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, your pattern of life, ultimately the willpower will just dwindle to that. Which means we, if we want to make that change, we have to um, deal with the real thing. That's why like nutrition, for example. Um, My wife was, passionate about nutrition she she desired she was she was a physician who um, who would prescribe food to her patients well you can do this um, take this pill let's say you have diabetes or you can eat this bowl of soup which one would you like to have and this is how she lived her life but then they start to recognize that well they'll still want their lifestyle And there's some deep reason why they don't want to make the change. Um, Again, there's something deeper that's going on that keeps you from doing the same things over and over again. All right, next thing. Um, Four, write things down. What do you want to change today? I want to change not sucking my thumb anymore. And then, okay, today, the next day, I didn't suck my thumb. Good thing. Good day today. The next day comes, oh man, I spent 15 minutes sucking my thumb. Bad day. Bad day. Right? And then the next day, I only spent five minutes. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't a perfect day. But better than fifteen this, so and then you start to look in long term you start to see, man, what have I accomplished as you look back at what you've what you 've been working on, and you can see that you you have uh, you have gained ground on your habits um, five get yourself a buddy i don 't know if you 've ever been or know people that are in like Alcoholics Anonymous or any kind of addiction programs, one of the key f- factors is support groups or sponsorships. People that are going to nag you positively, right? Negative doesn't work. If you got a sponsor that's like trying to nag at you in a negative way, go find a different sponsor because it's not working, right? But someone that is a positive friend to help you through whatever you're trying to get through right and then six remember th- when you're trying to change a lifestyle you're trying to change a bit of who you are right you're trying to change who you are this is your pattern of life all through your life and this has been unhealthy and it's, you know, the doctor's saying, I need to change, or you're starting to see it with your relationships, that this, I need to change. This is just your pattern of life. You spent 30, 40, 50, 60 years living this way. It's not going to happen all at once, right? Give yourself some time. And then finally, seven is like... One. Allow yourselves for slips. Don't make it an excuse. Right? Don't say, oh yeah, you know what? Pastor said, allow yourself some slips. So I'm gonna have a scheduled slip tonight. <laughs> I plan my slips. I have them written down. I'm doing good. But when they do, don't kill yourself. Why? Don't kill yourself because killing yourself makes things worse. Don't make yourself get all feeling guilty for everything you do. Guess what? Jesus died on the cross from your sins yesterday, today, and in the future. Right? Praise God. Praise God for that. All right. The other thing is let's this is a good verse to help you avoid habits altogether. Romans 12 two this is in behalf of my good friend Mario back there, favorite verse. Um, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove that God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Those of you that went to the nutrition program, does someone want to shout out what ATN stands for? ATN. What? Not the... Yeah. Yeah that 's NTN. i don 't remember that <laughs> against the norm basically in, in nutrition is whatever the people are doing, eating you know in the world, you know the restaurants that you see, do the opposite right We look at we 're talking about this with young adults with finances if you 're playing the market, you got lots of money in stocks, right. The norm is they're buying the stocks at high because that's when everything is rising. It's a good time, right? But you're also paying high. The smart are against the norm. Guess what? They buy when everything's down, like right now, right? And they're going to get rich from it. The norm instinctually sinful nature of man in, instinctually is the wrong way to go right so do not conform to the world if you, if you want to avoid bad habits one way to do is do not conform to the world and the pattern of the world and let Christ um, be your direction that you want to go um. And then finally therefore if anyone is in Christ the new creation has come the old has gone and the new is here. The age-old question does anybody really change? I have to say On our own will, as Jeremiah says, does a leopard change its spots? On his own willpower, he cannot. But in Christ, all things are possible. And when we give our lives to Christ, we become that new creation, creature, right? Right? So if you truly want to change, in all reality, isn't that when we say let's deal with the underlying problem in life. Maybe the underlying problem is that spiritual problem. That we're fighting ourselves in our ego. We want to hold on to ourselves. And ourselves wants these things. Wants the things of the world. Wants, you know... Wants, you know, to hang on to our own stuff. Right? But when Christ, when we give our lives to Christ, we give it to Him. We let go of those things. And a new heart comes. And we become new. Problem solved here. Problem solved course it is easier said than done we've done this we've played this game before where we've come to God and we're dealing with the same things over and over again still but remember cut yourself some slack what was that number one or give yourself some time what was that six six feel like I'm in a raffle here. <laughs> all right. But you get the picture, right? It all doesn't happen in a day. Forgive yourselves for the mistakes you've made in the past and start today new. Guess what? You're probably going to make those mistakes again. Non-scheduled slips. You hear? But we come back to the Lord. And daily, we make those changes. And each day, we grow and grow closer, closer to the person God had intended us to be. Let us pray. Father, Lord, we praise you so much for bringing us here today. All of us, we all have our mistakes, our regrets, our failures, our habits that keep us from truly shining Keep us from being the, the people you desire us to be, Lord. We get that. Now we come to you, Father. Lord, forgive us for the things that hold us back. But we believe in you. We trust in you. And we ask you for a clean heart to be renewed. And that we take accept your promise that you, you do. Make those changes in us. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downeychurch.org. God bless.